Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all staying safe. I know I'm doing my best to uh, avoid COVID. So far, I haven't got it, and not too many people I know have. So I feel like it's been fortunate to me um, so far, and hopefully it stays that way uh, for you all as well. Well, today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of investing. So we're going to walk through three pros and then three cons, and then hopefully that will be helpful for you. So three pros to invest, why you should invest. One, it's easy to buy. So the stock market makes it very easy to buy shares of companies. You can purchase them through a few clicks, and suddenly you're an owner in a company. You're a shareholder. You use companies like Apple every day. You use Microsoft, whether you're working on Excel or using your phone to record like I am for uh, some video. So Apple, Microsoft, things you use in your everyday life, you can actually be an owner in the company. So even 15 years ago, calling up a broker and paying a fee to both buy and sell a stock was common practice. Now, that can take a big hit on your on the gains over the long term. Now, there's taxes and a bunch of things we still need to consider, and we're going to get into those in later episodes. But first, just want to outline the easy-to-buy aspect of investing right now. There's apps like Robinhood. There's Betterment. You can be invested in a well-diversified portfolio to accomplish whatever your financial goal is very easily compared to, like I'm saying, 15 years ago, where you used to have to call a broker and say, hey, sir, do you mind selling you know, 15 shares of Apple stock for me. Okay, now that's a price. Now, if you that's a that's to buy the. Now you got to sell it. Now there's commissions with all of that, so that can really eat into the gains of the stock. Let's say you buy Apple stock for, let's say at one share for a hundred dollars, which we'll get into what that means and how how that price comes about. But in general, you buy that that stock. Well, now just from the purchase of that stock, you're already down because you've had to pay five dollars to just earn the right to hopefully have it grow. Then let's say you want to sell it and let's say it's up $20. You want to sell, that's another $5. So next thing you know, you've made $10, but you've already paid 10 in commission and turns out there would have been a better investment. So there's so many things to consider, but it's just very easy nowadays to buy compared to years ago. So that's that's one pro to investing. Another pro to investing is the returns. Well, historically, stocks have averaged around 10%. And when I say stocks, it can seem confusing as you, I know you could say, Ari, are you talking about large companies or, you know, growth focused companies or value companies? The list goes on. But as a whole, stocks have an average annualized return of 10%. So what does that mean? What that means is that the stock market very rarely, if ever, returned exactly 10%, but the average return each year of stocks annualized is 10%. So it's 8% one year, 12 the next, so on. So getting a good return is important because this allows you to be inflation. Inflation is the general increase in prices and the fall of purchasing power, or better as I like to say, is the value of your money. What is it worth today compared to what is it worth in the future? So for example, let's say you spend $100 on groceries each week, which is very easy if you go to like a Trader Joe's. That same grocery shop that you're making for $100 each week, that's going to end up costing you much more in 10, 15 years from now. So you may need to get $200 to get that same amount of groceries, that same cookie butter, the pot stickers, the everything bagel seasoning, that's going to cost 
all a lot more in the future. So it's kind of common practice to have your returns hopefully beat inflation. Now, inflation's averaged around 3% a year. So as long as you're diversified well, you can have your portfolio grow and thus you'll, you'll keep up with inflation. So those are two reasons. The third reason is to take advantage of a growing economy. Now, if you work a full-time job, you want to maybe get a workout in, you watch Netflix, you're going to go to the grocery store, read the news. By the time you've done all that, you're likely exhausted. You're trying to get some sleep and do it all over again. So I bring this up because as the economy grows, so do corporations' earnings. Now, this economic growth, that's going to create a job. That job is going to create income. That income is going to create more sales. And the more that consumers make, the more they have to spend. So a corporation can now take that extra income. They can invest that into creating better products and hopefully grow more as a company. So when it comes to investing in stocks, not only in the U.S., but internationally and in developing countries, it allows you, investing allows you to participate in the growth of these companies all while you're working your day job. So that's why I bring it up. While, let's say you're watching Netflix, you're working out, you're working, whatever it is you enjoy doing, you want your money to be working hard for you. So we'll talk about how to invest in another episode and specifically how to invest for your financial goals. But the general idea is that investing allows you to participate in the growing economy. So now let's talk about a few cons. Three cons to investing. One is the risk. Now, I think we all know about risk. It plays into our personal lives. What's the, I, I like to use an example. So what's the risk of taking job A instead of job B? You're going to weigh the opportunity cost of job A versus job B, and you're going to decide what's best for you. Let's just say job A requires more of a commute, but you enjoy it more, whereas job B is walking distance, but the work's just less fulfilling. We all deal with risk every day, and investing is no different. When I'm speaking with clients, we're gauging their risk to understand how do they feel about the volatility, volatility also known as you know the ups and downs, the swings of the stock market. There's so many things we can dive into, and in another episode, we're going to surrounding risk, but first, identifying what you want your money to do. That's where, we, that's where you got to start. The reason you're investing, whether to buy a home, you want to retire, go back to school, they all require a different investment. Now, you can be invested in the same things, but maybe in different accounts, which once again, we'll get into, but it all comes with your risk tolerance, and that's what first you want to solve for. Another con is time. Now, I like to tell clients that the stock market can be viewed in two ways. You can enter the stock market to try to make money, or you can enter the stock market to preserve the money that you work so hard for and have that same money work hard for you. Now, clients often like this the second of those options, and I know I frame that in the same way like when a teacher asks a question where you know what you should answer based off of the question to get it right, but it's true nonetheless. If you want to make money, you want to get rich and get out, great. That's your goal, and that's worked for many people. But it's also not worked for many people, and we don't hear about those stories as much. So that can be high risk and potentially come with high consequences. But if that's your goal, then great. It's good as long as you understand that risk. For most clients who like the second option, the stock market is a great way of having your money work for you. But it can take time, and anyone expecting rapid growth overnight will find that investing is more so a game of patience than one of intricate skill and stock picking. Now, lastly, emotions. Watching the stock market can be an emotional roller coaster. One day you're up 100%, next down you're, you're down 50%, next day you know it's at 5%. 
you're seeing your hard-earned money fluctuating. It's tough to watch. I mean, this is money that you're sitting, you know, whether you're at a desk job or, you know, you own your own business, no matter what, that money is what money that you worked hard for and you it's scary to see it moving so so you know so crazily. So there's this financial component of the stock market that's going to involve returns and standard deviation and and you know de- standard deviation is just how much does a, a stock a company deviate in terms of its returns. You know, it, might it go up thirty percent one year and down thirty percent, or maybe it just goes up five percent and it kind of stays in a lower range. So these are all terms we'll get into and terms that you want to know about so that when you decide to you know, invest, you are aware of what you are investing in and the potential risks involved. But all these fancy financial terms on how to build wealth, in my view, what good is it if you can't sleep well at night? So I'd argue it's no good at all. Understanding how investments can help you grow can be achieved while getting great sleep. It's not one or the other. And the way I frame it is it's about building a portfolio. It's tailored to your specific goals so that when the stock market is down at any given time, you're in the right investments to ensure you can still reach your goals. So those are a few of the pros and cons to investing. We'll get more into the types of investments and how to get started investing and the power of starting early. But like anything, it's helpful to know the pros and cons so you can start thinking about what's right for you in terms of reaching your financial goals. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.